here we go. We're in our final week of Blockbuster. Thanks for joining us on this Sunday morning. Uh, we are going to look at a movie today that is a great family movie, became very popular a few years ago, and it's called Encanto. And Encanto is a great animation movie, very spectacularly done, and it's about this Colombian family and this Colombian village that in their darkest hour, the Madrigal family, La Familia Madrigal, uh, encountered this candle that brought a, a renaissance to their family, really saved their family. This candle is able to give them these magical gifts to every single person in the family that they can utilize to do great things for the family in general. You think of the movie, you had people like uh, Luisa, who had this incredible strength. You had Isabella, who had this grace and this beauty, and she's able to bring flowers wherever she went. They just appeared, and she had that gift. And then you had somebody like Bruno, and we're going to talk about Bruno. We're going to talk about Bruno. And Bruno, he had, he could see into the future. That was his gift. And then in the movie, we see somebody else gets their gift. That's Antonio, and Antonio has the gift of communicating with animals. But there was one person in the movie, in fact, the main character, her name is Mirabel, and she doesn't have a gift, at least it seems, on the surface. As you're watching this, you, you go through this movie, and again, if you haven't seen it, that's okay, we'll bring you up to speed here, but, but she thinks she didn't get a gift, but as the movie develops, you see, well, maybe, maybe she actually did get a gift, and maybe she's just discovering it a little bit more along the way. In Canto, meaning a place of enchantment, a place of, uh, of attraction in which people are, are living out this giftedness that they've been given in their life by this magical candle. I think as you watch this movie, you know, at first, you know, like some of these movies, you don't think about the spiritual undertones, but if you were to put a lens uh, of God's word over this movie, something you might see is the gifts thing, like God equips all of us with these, these gifts. And I talked about that last week, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that here in our time together. Our movie Race last week, we spent some time talking about gifts and utilizing them uh, for God. But there's another thing that I noticed when I watched this movie that it reminds me of absolutely, and it's something called the church. What is our church? Our church family, what are we? We're a group of people gathered together by the gift of God of the Holy Spirit and what Jesus Christ did on the cross, we have this place and we bring the gifts that God has revealed to each of us to be utilized in La Familia New Walk and we put them into action. Our Encanto is what we have right here. And so I want to talk about this movie with the lens of the church. I'll unpack that a little bit more. But New Walk Encanto, here is the first clip, and maybe you'll see after this clip is over some of the gifts of some of the people here at New Walk being put into action. Here's the first clip. Abre los ojos. Open your eyes. This is where our magic comes from. Mm -hmm. This candle holds the miracle given to our family. How did we get a miracle? Long ago, when my three babies had just been born, your abuelo Pedro and I were forced to flee our home. 
And though many joined us, hoping to find a new home, we could not escape the dangers. And your abuelo was lost. But in our darkest moment, we were given a miracle. The candle became a magical flame that could never go out. And it blessed us with a refuge in which to live. A place of wonder. An encanto. An encanto. The miracle grew. And our house our casita itself came alive to shelter us. When my children came of age, the miracle blessed each with a magic gift to help us. And when their children came of age... They got magic too. <laughs> that's right. And together, our family's gifts have made our new home a paradise. Morning, Abuelo. <laughs> hey, what's my gift happening? My cousin's ceremony is tonight. What's his gift? We're gonna find out. What's your gift? Who's asking? Us? I can't just talk about myself. I'm only part of the amazing Madrigals. Who's on the amazing Madrigals? Ah, oh, you're not gonna leave me alone, are you? Casita, help me out. Drawers. Floors. Doors. Let's go. This is our home. We got every generation. So full of music, a rhythm of its own design. This is my family, a perfect constellation. So many stars and everybody gets to shine. Whoa. But let's be clear, Abuela runs this show. Whoa! She let us here so many years ago. Whoa! And every year our family blessings grow. There's just a lot you simply got to know. So, welcome to the family, Madrigal. The home of the family, Madrigal. We're on our way. We're all the people are fantastical and magical. I'm part of the family, Madrigal. Fly coffees for grown-ups. Marcia Beba, her mood affects the weather. When she's unhappy, well, the temperature gets weird. Might be a Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. They say he saw the future. One day he disappeared. Whoa! And that's Whoa. my little that here's her deal. Whoa! The truth Whoa. is she can heal you with the meal. Whoa! Her recipes are remedies for real. If you're impressed, imagine how I feel, Mom. Welcome to the family, Madrigal. The home of the family, Madrigal. Hey, come through. I know it sounds a bit fantastical and magical, but I'm part of the family, Madrigal. But you guys fell in love with family, Madrigal. And now they're part of the family, Madrigal. Tio Felix, Mary, Pippa, my dad married Julieta, and that's 
about the family and... She was about to tell us about her super awesome gift! Oh, Mirabel didn't get one. You didn't get a gift? D um... Mirabel! Delivery! I gave you the special since you're the only Madrigal kid with no gift. I call it the not special special since, uh, you have no gift. Thanks. Oh, and tell Antonio good luck. Last gift ceremony was a bummer. Last one being yours, that, that did not work. Mm-hmm. If I was you, I'll be really sad. Well, my little friend, I am not. Because the truth is, gift or no gift, I am just as special as the rest of my family. Who wants more cake? All right, guys, where do I drop the wagon? Maybe your gift is being in denial. Okay, <laughs> we're back. All right, hey, you know something interesting about this movie and this journey is that, gosh, they, they're in part of this group together, but it starts, and if you're looking through the lens of the church, it starts with a miracle. 
It starts, this whole thing for this house and this family starts with a miracle and it starts with a sacrifice. Just like we have here in the local church, our church begins, it's born out of a sacrifice. The same thing for the Encanto. Let's start here. I put this in your notes. In Encanto, look at this. It says this, that it begins with the Encanto, it begins with this miracle for their family that came out of a sacrifice. All right, and the miracle of God's family is through faith in Jesus and his sacrifice. The grandfather in the movie gives of his life for the well-being and for the future of the family. And for you and I, Jesus Christ gave of his life on the cross for the church family. You know, it is true that Jesus Christ did give of his life on the cross for our sin, to be forgiven so that we can have a relationship with God. And when you say yes to Jesus Christ, you have forgiveness of sin. You are revealed to you this new life, the gifts that God has always wanted you to discover. You, of course, have eternal life. But most people forget that Jesus not only died on the cross for that, but he also died on the cross for the church so that the church could encounter what we get to encounter right here in the year 2023, the family gathering together to bring their gifts and all the things that God has done in us and put them into action. Here's what it says in John chapter 1 and verse 12. But to all who believed him, Jesus Christ, and accepted him, he gave the right for them to become the children of God. It goes on a little more direct in 1 John. It says this about being a part of the family. It says, see how very much our Father loves us? For he calls us his children, and that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world, the unbelievers, they don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him. And so we say here regularly at our church, like, you want to be a part of the family of God, you become a believer in Jesus Christ. And until then, you're outside the family. And that's hard to understand until you actually make that decision in your life. And what ends up happening in a healthy, vibrant church family? Regularly, people are joining together with all the gifts God has given them. They're utilizing those gifts to love one another, to make a difference in, in the community. More people start coming to know Jesus Christ. And as more people come to know Jesus Christ, they're brought into the family. And they bring new gifts and they bring new talent and new skills to the table. And the house becomes more and more vibrant and does more and more spectacular things. And so that church becomes something very powerful in every facet of the community and in the family. In other words, the casita, the house that we have here at Newwalk, when it is vibrant and growing, we're making a difference in uh, each other and our connection to one another. We're growing in our relationship and our love with God through Jesus Christ, and we're impacting our community radically. And of course, at Newwalk Church, though we don't always get it right, you have, many of you have been around a while, you've been able to see this church continuing to grow, continually become Coming vibrant every time, every step of the way. Why is that happening? It's built on a foundation of love, loving each other, loving God, loving our community. Aren't you glad to be a part of a vibrant church, growing, continuing to reach our community? We are a part of that. It says this, though, in Ephesians about our family. It goes on, and it says this in chapter 2. It says, so now, look, you Gentiles, look, we, uh, we are no longer strangers and foreigners. Those of us who are outside the family. Now, look, we are citizens along with God's holy people. You're members of God's family. Together, we are his 
house. We're together. We're built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. We are carefully joined together in him becoming a holy temple of the Lord. And we take the things that God has done in us and put them into action. We become like Abuela says, and what the song even says, we become sort of like this perfectly placed constellation of stars in the sky. God knew exactly what he was doing and he puts us in position to shine for him so that this world can see the incredible work of the house and what God's family is encountering and discovering. It says this in your notes, the church we have to remember is ultimately it's not a building, it's the people. The church is a miraculous place of wonder where we live and share life together. And that is what this family becomes. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 7 tells us that a spiritual gift then is given to each of us. And why is that gift given to us? So that we can help each other. But then it goes on to say more about gifts. It says this in Matthew 5, 16. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see that perfect constellation so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. We join in, become that perfect constellation in what God is doing in East Pasco and for everyone around us. But of course... We are meant to shine, and, and to kind of recap what I've been talking about, we've been gifted with this gift from God to be a light, ultimately, for our, for our church, for our, I put this in your notes, for our church, for our home, and for our family. Uh, we have to be, as believers in Christ, we have to be a light for our church, we have to be a light for our home, we have to be a light for the community we live in, and one of the ways we always ensure that we're not becoming complacent, that we're not missing out on those opportunities to shine is we get ourselves regularly in position as believers to serve and put ourselves in position on the front lines as a church to reach our community. Last week, I spent some time as we did the movie Race talking to you about you know, how race was a portrait of somebody utilizing what they believe deep down inside God had put inside of them. Well, I made an offering out there to everybody, and I had cards on the seats, and I said, hey, if you're not currently serving at our church, would you be willing to step up and start serving? And I want to tell you, last week, 53 people said, hey, we're not serving, and we want to be connected to the church through serving, and so they took that step, and so we celebrate that, those of you who are actually taking that step, but I'm going to put another offer out there for you to say, hey... I want to make sure I'm in position to shine with what God has given me for my community. And so in a few weeks, we're going to have something we've had regularly here at our church. And it's called our Splash Weekend, our Back to School Bash Splash Weekend. And in a few weeks, we'll, we'll do this gathering. And we kind of bring the church back together with all of the... We've been traveling, maybe. Some people have been traveling, doing different things, but kids are going back to school, so let's gather back together as a church. Let's invite our community. That's what those cards on your seat are for. I, I know sometimes you, you look at them, you're like, oh, man, thing's in the way. Let me push it off to the side. That's actually for you to take and maybe hand it to somebody and invite them to be a part of the weekend we're having here in a few weeks. But uh, we have this field where we're cooking, and we've got these slides, and every year I say, hey, if you're not serving, would you 
help us on that weekend by just manning a slide so that the kids, you know, just taking care of the kids or serving some of the food out there in the field or something like that. If you're, if you're not on the schedule that weekend to serve with your regular team, would you be willing to just take 45 minutes out of your afternoon for one of the services that you're not attending and just help serve our community? I want to give you that opportunity to do that here this weekend and to say, hey, I can help. 45 minutes, whatever, I'm, I'm going to help be a part of that. Just write the word splash on the back of your Connect card, the little card you got when you came in. Write the word splash, circle it. Drop it in the bucket before you leave here today. The buckets are going to pass. Drop it in the bucket and say, hey, I, I can help. And we have dozens of positions that we, we need to be filled for each service, and I'm going to invite you to be a part of serving. You might say, well, that seems like such a small thing. I mean, magical gifts and talent, and all you want me to do is stand there by a slide? You know something? Every year when we have this event, the feedback we get from people that enjoyed the event was they love how loved they were out in the field. They love the attention they got here by people just doing some of the basic things. Every weekend at our church, the feedback we get from people is that their favorite part of our church was how they were loved by our first impressions or our greeting team. It might seem like a little task, but at the end of the day, you are shining for our community. You're shining for the kingdom of God. You are shining for La Familia, the Casita Nuwak. It reminds me of a story about a soldier who was in a war-torn country. And he was uh, just trying to help the people there in that community. One day he's walking down the streets. And he's pretty hungry, so he decides to go in this bakery as he walks into the bakery, waiting outside on the steps is uh, a little boy, seems like he's an orphaned boy, very malnourished, kind of dirty. He sees that boy, locks eyes with him, and then decides to go into the bakery. He buys a loaf of bread, walks out the bakery, the soldier does, breaks the bread in half and gives half of it to the child sitting outside the bakery. The child begins to cry, tears rolling down his face. He says, thank you so much. And then he says to the soldier, he says, Mr., Sir, are you God? And the soldier replies, oh, no, I'm not God. I, I'm just a child of God. And then the little boy looks up and says, wow, I knew it. I knew you were related to him somehow. I just knew it. Well, look. When you and I serve in any way, shape, or form, people in our community serve in the body of believers, we are shining for God, and we are letting people know that we are a part of the family together, utilizing the things that God has put in us. And so we know this is a part of the Encanto. We know that this is what they are experiencing, but as the movie develops quickly, you begin to see there's a problem in the house. They've got some issues, and they've been sweeping them under the rug. Can Christians sweep some stuff under the rug? Oh, yeah. Well, the Encanto is about to have some major problems in the house if they don't deal with those situations. And what happens is Antonio gets his gift of talking to animals, and they're having a party and celebrating his new gifts. But then Mirabelle gets this vision about the cracks in the house that are developing. Here's the next clip.
falling and there were cracks everywhere. And the candle almost went out. Show me. What? No, that's... The cracks were there. They were everywhere. The house was in trouble. The, the candle was... Abuela, I promise that's enough. There is nothing wrong with La Casa Madrigal. The magic is strong. And so are the drinks. Please, music. A bailar, a bailar. Not lose our home again. Why is this happening? Open my eyes. If the answer is here, help me find it. Help me protect our family. Help me save our miracle. We begin to see is that Mirabelle is going to be utilized to bring to attention to the family these these cracks that are developing, and the cracks are developing. What we're going to discover is well, there's some bitterness in the house. There's some judgment in the house. There's some looking down on some people in the house. There's anger developing, and and we know in any home, like if you think about your home, your family home. If these things are developing in your home, there's going to start to be cracks in the foundation of your home life and your family. And the same thing is true in the church, where there's bitterness and anger amongst people and it's unresolved. It brings cracks into the foundation. It starts to affect the family as a whole. Something else that it can affect a church family is when people do sweep things under the rug. When there is pride, when we walk into the church and we act like, hey, I don't have any issue, there's no big deal going on here. For the longest time in church history, this has been a huge problem where people come to church, they look the part, dress the part, act the part, look, make it look like on the surface everything is fine, but under the surface things are a mess. Not only a damage, the damages the church family as a whole because we're not being honest about the messiness that we have. And we all have a little bit of messiness going on at some time or another in our life. I love how one pastor said it one time. He said, you either were a mess, 
You are a mess now, or you're one dumb decision away from becoming a mess. And all of us have encountered that. Am I alone here, or has there been some other messy people here in the house before? Yeah, yeah, of course. I have to be willing, some of you anyways, willing to admit that, hey, there's been some messiness at times, but I'm going to be able to talk about it. I'm not going to sweep it under the rug. A healthy church, a healthy family deals sometimes with what they need to deal with. Mirabelle is seeing all of these things come to the forefront, realizing that it's a bit of a problem, and so she, she's going to now seek out a little more help about the situation. She does go to see Bruno, and she talks to Bruno and tries to find out, hey, Tio, uncle, what is it that is happening in our family? And so he uh, spills a little more tea on the situation, says, this is what's, this is what's actually happening. I want to share with you what's really kind of going on, hints at some things, and starts to fill in the gaps a little bit more for Mirabelle. Here's Bruno. You never left. Well, I, I, I left my tower, which was, you know, a lot of stairs, and in uh, here, eh? Kitchen adjacent. Ooh, ooh, plus free entertainment. So what, what do you like? What do you like? You like sports? Game shows. Telenovelas. Their love could never be. I don't understand. Well, because she's his aunt and she has amnesia, so she can't remember that she's his aunt. It's like a very forbidden kind I of... I don't <laughs> understand why you left but didn't leave. Oh, well, because, you know, the mountains around the Encanto are, are pretty tall and, uh, and like, you know, like I said, free food and everything. <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys love the free food, don't you? It's, it's always... My gift wasn't helping the family, but uh, but I love my family, you know? I just don't know how to, I just don't know how to. Well, anyway, I, I think you should go because um, I don't really have a good reason. But if I did, you'd be like, I should go because that's a good reason. Why was I in your vision? Tio Bruno. I just wanted to make the family proud of me. Just once. But if I should stop, if, if I'm hurting my family, just tell me. I can't tell you. Because I don't know. I had this vision the night that you didn't get your gift. Abuela worried about the magic, so she begged me to look into the future, see what it meant. And I saw the magic in danger. Our house breaking. And then, then, then I saw you. But the vision was different. It, it would change. And, th and there was no one answer, no clear fate. Like your future was undecided. But I knew how it was going to look. I knew what everyone would think because I'm Bruno and everyone always assumes the worst. So. So... You... left... to protect me? I don't know which way it'll go, but... 
my guests, the family, the encanto, the fate of the miracle itself, oh, it's all gonna come down to you. Well, maybe I'm wrong. You know, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. That's why this vision is... Uh, I mean, it pause on the movie for just about 20 seconds, and, and what we see now is Mirabelle getting a little more information, and she's going to be equipped, really, to go attack the situation in a way in which she's been gifted to do so. And nobody else is wanting to deal with the situation, but she feels like maybe, just maybe, her assignment is to step out and help be a part of the solution to the family. But when you decide to do that, things can get a little bit ugly as you deal with head on what's been happening. And she's gonna have this moment where she finally speaks up to Obela and says, this is what's going on. Let's open her eyes to what's really taking place. Here's the next part. What is going on? Abuela, it's okay, everything's... We're gonna save the miracle, the magic. What are you talking about? Look at our home, look at your sister. Please, just, Isabella wasn't happy and Of she course didn't... she isn't happy. You ruined her proposal. No, no, she needed me to ruin her proposal and then we did all this <sighs> and the candle burned brighter and the crest. That's why I'm in the vision. I'm saving the miracle. You have to stop, Mirabel. The crack started with you. Bruno left because of you. Luisa's losing her powers. Isabella's out of control because of you. I don't know why you weren't given a gift, but it is not an excuse for you to hurt this family. I will never be good enough for you. Will I? No matter how hard I try. No matter how hard any of us tries. Luisa will never be strong enough. Isabella won't be perfect enough. Bruno left our family because you only saw the worst in Bruno him. Bruno didn't care about this family. He loves this family. I love this family. We all love this family. You're the one that doesn't care. You're the one breaking our home. Don't you the ever. The miracle is dying because of you. to a bit of a crescendo here in the home as really going into the heart of what's taking place. What we see is Abuela, she kind of looks down at people. Uh, maybe she's a little more superior than others. Nobody can ever be good enough. There's a little bit of that taking place throughout, throughout the Encanto. But at the end of the day, Mirabel is seeing that it has to be tackled. There's a moment in uh, the Bible and a part of history where Paul writes this one particular church in Corinth who's struggling in kind of a similar way. Some people have these gifts and some people have these gifts and the people that have these gifts think they're a little more superior in their gifts than this group over here and maybe their gifts aren't quite as good and they start looking down at them and, and there becomes this friction and Paul's like, hey, you got a little bit of a problem and it becomes actually a very famous text in 1 Corinthians that's used at weddings. You've been to weddings, you've probably heard what's known as the love chapter spoken at times, but it is a powerful text for a new family, the new couple that 
starts getting married. They're going to start a family. It's a very powerful and rich text. Let's take a look at it. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Here's what it says. And I'm going to give it to you in the Encanto emphasis, all right? So we can kind of tie it to the movie and to what we're talking about here today. It says this. If I could speak all the languages of earth and of the angels and even speak to animals like Antonio, but I don't love others, I'm just making noise, man, like noisy gong or clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, just like Bruno, and if I understood all of God's secret plans, possessed all that knowledge, that's great, but something seems to be missing. If I had such faith that I could move mountains like the strength of Louisa, but I didn't love others, it would be nothing. I'd be nothing. If I gave everything I had to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about my beauty, my ability to make flowers just like Isabella. And, but if I don't love others, I would have gained nothing. See, love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not jealous or boastful, proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. It keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about the injustice, but about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. This text is Paul. He's saying, hey, pay attention to what's taking place in, in your family. Let's think about it in our, not church family, but our actually home life family. Where love is not consuming the family, where, where love is not penetrating every aspect of the home and the family, bitterness, anger, superiority, pressures can begin to set in, the family can begin to break apart. We're actually doing a series starting next week. It's called Parental Advisory. And we're going to help uh, with some parenting skills in the year 2023. If you've ever been a parent, grandparent, or you've ever been a kid or are a kid, well, if you've ever been a kid, that's everybody in the room. You're going to benefit from the things that we're going to be teaching in this series as we understand what's taking place in our culture today. Starts next week. I hope you'll be back. I hope you'll be here, be a part of that series. But we're going to focus on understanding how the home needs to be and be healthy, and especially with all the pressures that we do deal with today. Now, in our movie, in Encanto, Mirabelle is trying to fully utilize her gifts. It seems she's been created and given to this family to be a unifier, to be somebody that can bridge the gap, somebody that can heal the wounds, deal with the cracks in the foundation, and she's going to put that seemingly very powerful gift into action. Here's the next clip. Mirabel. I'm sorry. I didn't want to hurt us. I just wanted to be something I'm not. I've never been able Come back here. This river is where we were given our miracle. Where Abuelo Pedro. I thought we would have a different life. I was given a miracle, a second chance. 
I was so afraid to lose it. That I lost sight of who our miracle was for. And I am so sorry. You never hurt our family, Mirabel. We are broken. of me. Abuela. I can finally see. You lost your home. Lost everything. You suffered so much all alone. So it would never happen again. We were saved because of you. We were given a miracle because of you. We are a family because of you. And nothing could ever be broken that we can't fix together. I asked my Pedro for help. Mirabel. He sent me here. is helping to bring the family back together. But you know, one of the things I think that hinders a church or a church family if we're not careful is it will make it seem as though, or maybe we'll even just personally embrace this, this fact that, well, I've had so many flaws and issues and brokenness in my own past. I could never be a part of some constellation of powerful gifts and talents to make a difference in a community. I've made so many mistakes in my life and gone through so many things. How could God ever do something amazing in me? You know, that's one of the beauties of New Walk. Our church is littered with people who came into our doors thinking that, and now they're doing all kinds of things for the kingdom of God. And I'm so thankful to be able to watch that take place here every weekend. But maybe you're one of these folks that says, and I don't know how God could use all my past and all my background to join, be a part of the family. Let me tell you a little bit maybe of a story. It's the crackpot story. I don't know if you've ever heard it, but story about this master who, you know, he takes this, this, this log, thin log, kind of puts it on his back, and on each end of that log hangs one pot of clay, big pot of clay, uh, made of clay, and then, and then same on the other end. And every day he leaves the house and he walks down this path, takes it down to the river, fills up each of those clay pots, puts it back over his shoulder, brings them back up to the house, and so the family and the house will have water for the day. Now, some cracks began to develop in one of the pots on one of the sides, and over the years, those cracks kind of grew a little bit, and as the master would take the water down to the, to the river and fill up the, that water, both of those pots, every time he'd make his way back, one of them at the top got to the house one of them was completely full because it had no cracks. But the other pot had, with the cracks, you know, was like half filled by the time it got to the top. You know, water would seep out through the cracks. Day after day, 
the master would take those pots down to the river, fill them up, come back. One of them was filled. One of them was half empty or half full. Over and over. Finally, the one pot that had the cracks spoke up to the master and said, Master, I just got to tell you, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. I have let this household down. The master says, what are you talking about? How have you let me down? He says, he says, I got these cracks in my side, and every time we come up the hill, I never come up full. The other guy, he's always full, but I'm always losing some of the water along the way. And so finally, the master says, let me tell you something. Tomorrow, I want to show you something so you understand uh, how I see things very differently. And so they go down to the bottom of the hill. They go down to the water. They fill up the pots. And on the way back, as the pot is leaking a little bit on the way back, the master says to the crack pot, I want you to notice something just on your side of the road only. There are flowers that line all the way up back to the house on your side of the road. And those flowers wouldn't have gotten there if it hadn't been for the little bit of a leak that comes out of your pot every single time. I get to admire all the way up the hillside on your side of the road, beautiful flowers all the way up. What a beautiful vision I get to see every day of my journey. I never thought it was a flaw. You are adding beauty to my day. And at the end of the day, I cut down those flowers, some of them, and I put them in the house and I bring beauty and flavor to the household because of what you have brought on that journey every single day. <laughs> the reason I share that with you and I, if I could just share this story with you in a loving way and say, I share this with you because you're a crackpot. Yeah, you are. You've got flaws. You've got issues. You've got things that you didn't always get right. But you have a purpose and a part of the constellation of the stars where whatever's happened in your life and your past, you can bring to the table, utilize that in such a way to shine for the kingdom of God. You can be a difference maker. And so I encourage you, continue to be on that journey to get involved and utilize those gifts, those gifts and skills, even though you may think you have a flawed past. I put this in your notes. A great foundation of a healthy church family is that it's built on this pouring out of love through people who are flawed, flawed people. Though we are flawed, we make a difference. Our movie wraps up with kind of a last little song and reminds us that it is love that restores the house ultimately. Look at this home. We need a new foundation. It may seem hopeless, but we'll get by just fine. Look at this family, a glowing constellation, so full of stars, and everybody wants to shine. But the stars don't shine, they burn, and the constellations shift. I think it's time you learn, you're more than just your gift. And I'm sorry I held on too tight Just so afraid I'd lose you too The miracle is not some magic that you've got The miracle is you, not some gift, just you The miracle is you, all of you, all of you Okay, so we're gonna talk about Bruno It's Bruno 
Yeah, there's a lot to say about Bruno. I'll start, okay. Pepper, I'm sorry about your waiting. Didn't need to be upsetting. That wasn't a prophecy. I could just see you were sweating. And I wanted you to know that your bro loves you so. Let it in, let it out, let it rain, let it snow, let it go. That's why I'm always saying, bro. Got a lot of apologies I got to say. Hey, uh, we're just happy that you're here, okay? But coming to the light. The trip was over your night. And no matter what happens, we're, we're gonna, gonna find, find our way. way. Yo, I knew he never left. I heard him every day. Just have so much love inside. You know, I've got this cousin too. Have you met Dolores? Okay, I'll take it from here. Goodbye. You talk so loud. You take care of your mother and you make her proud. You write your own poetry every night when you go to sleep. And I'm seizing the moment, so would you wake up and notice me? Dolores, I see you. And I hear you. Yes. Let's get married. Slow down. Foundation. It isn't perfect. Neither are we. That's true. Just one more thing before the celebration. What? We need a doorknob. We made this one for you. We see how bright you We see how brave you've been. Now see yourself in time. You're the real gift, kid. Let us in. Open your eyes. Abre los ojos. What do you see? Me. All of me.
o la casita. A home built on not a candle but but love, love for one another and God's reminder to you and I is that in our role in any organization part where it's built on love, we have a role in making sure that love continues to move and flow despite our flaws and differences and struggles along the way. It says this in Revelation chapter 2 as Jesus reminds another church who's got a little bit of an issue as well, the church of Ephesus. It, Jesus says, hey, you all got some struggles in the way you're loving people. And he gives this very powerful reminder. I know all the things that you do. I've seen your work, your patient endurance. Good job. You know, you go to church, you hear some messages, you're serving nice. Uh, but I know you don't and he also says, I know you don't tolerate evil. I know you've examined the claims of those who say they're an apostles, but they're not. You've discovered that they are liars. You have potentially suffered for me without quitting. So right here, Jesus is like, okay, all that's good. Good job. But he says, I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Look how far you've fallen. Turn back to me and do the works that you did at first. If you don't repent, I will come and remove your lampstand from its place among the churches, that if a church forgets to love, we've lost everything. So we do that personally, we do that together, we do that for God, we do that for the family. I put this last thing in your notes, that the key to staying healthy as a church or a family or anything is operating out of the grace and forgiveness that God has given each of us already. And we take that same love, grace, forgiveness that he's given us and we offer it to other people who don't look the same, act the same, who've got flaws, and we bring them into the family and love them along the way, creating a healthy, vibrant, flowing Encanto Casita. Let's pray together. Thank you, God, for the reminders of this movie and all the movies throughout this series. We recognize that you know, Hollywood, some, they have no idea sometimes, but so many of the themes are pointing us back to things that God already had written his work many, many, many years ago. We have those reminders. Thank you, God, for helping us point our congregation to the truth every weekend of this series. God, we're reminded to love above all, to keep the house flowing and moving. Maybe there's somebody here today in our time together that, that doesn't know you. They're, they're just not a part of the family. They're here, but they're not. They're not a part of the family of God, which is above all most important. If that's somebody here today doesn't know you, outside of that family looking in. They can just step right across that line, be a part of the family today. The Bible tells us that we become a part of the family through believing in him, the one and only son of God, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross, rose from the dead, ascended into heaven in a very real and historically real way so that all of us could have a relationship with God and be forgiven of our sin. You can do that right where you're seated today, you can say, God, forgive me of my sin. God, help me to see how you have loved me all along. Help me to see the life and the journey you have for me going forward. I'm going to discover real life and eternal life. I receive that gift of salvation today. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen.